There we go. It's recording. It's recording. All okay. right. Welcome back to the Penalty Box Podcast. Liam Godmer here alongside my good friend and co-host Will Peshik. We are here to break down all of the playoff matchups from the North, the East, the West, and the Central, and who Will and I have going to the Stanley Cup Final and winning it. Uh, if you are watching in vodcast form on YouTube, you are looking at my screen and at my bracket. And Will, I guess we'll start from top to bottom here. Let's start off with the North Division, Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens. This is one of the matchups that I am anticipating more than any. I took Toronto in six. I'll give my explanation uh, after you give your take. But what do you think of this series and how excited are you for the playoffs? Because you got a team in there unlike myself. So this is probably the ups, the whole, the team to watch is the Montreal Canadiens, in my opinion. Um, look, they're going to have the advantage in goalie. Uh, Jack Campbell is starting for the Maple Leafs in the postseason because Frederick Anderson, is, I believe he's recovering from an injury. Um, we'll, we'll, I'll wait for Liam. I know he was going to say I'm something. still figuring out this new Zoom format oh. when sharing my screen. I just did want to note that Frederick Anderson actually did make his return to the Leafs in the second-class game of the season. So, I mean, I think it's still a question. But if I'm Kyle, they did say though. If I put Anderson in there, the head coach did say Jack Campbell is going to start game one. Okay. I did not know. Um, Okay. Well, you know what? I understand the choice. This is where I have a hard time picking Toronto. I'm not being biased here. I'm not, I'm not, not picking Toronto because I dislike them. I just think Carrie Price, compared to Jack Campbell, is eligible to steal a game or two from the Maple Leafs. Um, are they having fans in, in Canada, do you know, for the playoffs? Or I, don't, I don't believe so. And it's really a shame. It really is, yeah. especially for this series. Um, Toronto wins the offense. They win the defense. But Montreal wins the goaltending. And look, we say it every year. Goaltending is going to make you go far in the playoffs. Look at the Lightning last year. They may have not scored a lot of goals, but Vasilevsky was on standing on his head the entire postseason. So, can Jack Campbell win the series against Carey Price? I don't know. My gut's going to take Toronto in seven, but I would not be shocked if Montreal wins this series because of the goalie situation. Look, Jack Campbell starting game one does not mean Freddie Anderson cannot play game two, three, four, five, six, or seven. Absolutely. You know, they're going to see how this goes, and they don't want Frederick Anderson to play a postseason game after missing the last month and a half of the regular season. Mm-hmm. The best so, start that Frederick Anderson. Anderson has had since coming back from his injury was in the AHL with the Toronto Marlies. So I I definitely agree. And after thinking it through, I also agree with the decision Sheldon Keefe made by going with Jack Campbell over Frederick Anderson. And look, you make a great point. Do I take Carey Price over Jack Campbell every single time? Yes, of course I do. But I think that Toronto proved this season that Mm -hmm. they are the top of the North. And, you know, you had Montreal at number two. I had Montreal at number two. We both thought that Montreal was going to be a powerhouse. They fell back a little bit. And I just think that they're just in two different tiers. I think Toronto is up here for those watching in podcast form. And I think Montreal is just a little bit down here. Uh, they do have the goaltending edge, but I think the Maple Leafs are ready and poised to make a big run. And oh boy, oh boy, if the Maple Leafs get knocked out by the Montreal Canadiens, Kyle Dubas is gone. Sheldon Keefe is gone, and this team's going to look drastically different next season. I don't think that they brought in Wayne Simmons, and I don't think that they brought in Nick Foligno at the trade deadline for a first-round exit against a team that they 
clearly believe that they are better than in uh, Montreal. But like you said, I think that Montreal is going to give them a fight, but I think Toronto is going to win this one in six games. As far as Edmonton and Winnipeg go, this is where I could see a potential upset. And like we said with the goaltending, Winnipeg has the edge in goalie. However, Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, they're on two different planets right now than the rest of the entire National Hockey League. Right. But is it withstandable to beat Connor Hellebuck, who again is performing at a Vezina level? That's a question compared to a Mike Smith and a Miko Koskinen out in Edmonton. That I don't know if that's true. Well, you know, when I do these playoff predictions and it's been the same type of thing the last few years, it's a mindset of what have you done for me lately in the postseason? And I look at what has Edmonton done in the postseason? Other than that great run in 2016 where they went to the second round against the Sharks, they've done nothing. And if you go back to last year, the last time this team was in a high leverage playoff series, They lost to the Chicago Blackhawks. I'm sorry, that's just inexcusable. I don't care how good the Blackhawks were this season without Taze and Kirby Dodd. If you want to establish yourself at the top of the Western Conference or this year at the top of the North Division, you got to beat teams like the Blackhawks. You got to beat teams that you're better than. And Will, you mentioned it in your take. I think the biggest difference in this series is going to be Miko Koskinen and Mike Smith against Connor Hellebuck. And look, I'm not trying to take anything away from Mike Smith. He has been one of the best goalies in the North Division. He has been great this season. I don't think he can steal a series from Connor Hellebuck. I don't think that the Oilers are going to beat the Jets. I think that the combination of the offensive firepower they have up front and how well they've been able to play defensively and how effective Winnipeg is both on the power play and on the penalty kill. In the playoffs, special teams means a whole lot. Uh, And I think we're going to see a lot of goals in this series. I'm taking the bold decision here and taking Winnipeg in five games. That's how much confidence I don't have in the Oilers. But you know what? Connor McDavid could turn it on and win the series all by himself. But right now, if you put a gun to my head, I would take the Winnipeg Jets. It's going to be interesting because what's going to happen when a team in the North Division has to play other opponents that have fans in the stadium for playoff games? Is it going to work in the advantage of the team? Now, obviously, it's going to, they're going to have home ice advantage. They're going to have the fans there. Yeah. But, I mean, did, did the NHL not think that one through? I mean, well, it, it, you know, it, it's just a completely different situation in Canada than what it is in the United States. You know, the vaccine distribution is completely different. Uh, you know, there's a different variant in the British Columbia area, what we saw with the, you know, Vancouver Canucks. There's a lot more caution that has to be taken. Canada is not even close to where the United States right. is. The United States, I'm sure you saw it. They just lifted the mask mandate, both indoors and outdoors yesterday. Uh, that's not going to happen for Toronto. But I do agree with what you say. If Toronto is in, you know, a, a series against Tampa Bay, and, you know, they're playing, you know, in, in Florida where they have full capacity and they have to go back to Toronto where they have no fans. Yes, it provides an unfair advantage to the team not in Canada. I agree. It's going to be something. Let's go on. But who are you taking in the Winnipeg series? How many games? I have Winnipeg in six. I just think that I'm giving Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl another game to potentially steal. Um, because, listen, aside from those two guys, I don't see how they're winning a game. Um <laughs> There's just not much there. Mimi Ryan, Nugent Hopkins, Kyler Yamamoto. I just don't know. Um, but they got there. They got the two seed with those two players, and, and that's how good they are. Um, in the East Division, this is interesting. 
Pittsburgh and the Islanders, look, I'm an Islander fan, but what they showed me in the last month of the season, I don't think I could take them to beat the red-hot Pittsburgh Penguins. I know the playoffs are different, but I don't know if a switch is going to be flipped. I just don't know. I think it is, Will. And again, it comes down to what have you done for me lately? That's really what I'm going off of here. And the last time I saw the Islanders, I saw them as the second best team in the entire postseason. Yes, that still accounts for the Western Conference. I thought that they were better than the Stars. If they won that series against Tampa Bay, I think they beat Dallas and I think they won the Stanley Cup. I I told that to everybody. I said the winner of the East is going to beat Dallas, whoever it is, Islanders or Tampa. Exactly. And we saw, and look, I did not have any faith in Barry Trotz, you know, going into last year's bubble. I thought that the Islanders were going to defeat Florida, which they did. Uh, look what Florida has done. We'll get to that in just a moment. And then I wrote them off against the Capitals and they absolutely obliterated the Capitals in five games. Uh, and, you know, and then they go and face Tampa Bay and um, tough series. They gave Tampa Bay the toughest series that uh, they had to face. In, they in had Tampa. at all. Yeah. They took them to six games, which is the most they had to go to in and, either uh, against either either, uh, excuse me, against any Eastern conference team in the bubble. Yes. And Pittsburgh, Last time we saw them uh, on Long Island in a playoff series in round one, they got swept in four games. And the last time I saw them in the bubble, they lost to Montreal in six, a team that they should be better than. Look, have I been impressed with what Pittsburgh has been able to do this season? Yes. I had Pittsburgh towards the bottom of the division, and I certainly look like a fool, and I'm willing to take that and accept that and understand that Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang have all proven that they still have a lot to give. And Tristan Jari has established himself as a number one goaltender, which I did not expect him to do, but will I got to disagree with you as the Ranger fan. Ironically, I think that the Islanders have that ability to flip that switch and it all comes with the coach. And I think come Sunday at noon, that switch is going to be flipped. You are going to see a completely different Islander team than what you saw in the final few games of the regular season. And look, I don't know if this is because the Rangers didn't play well towards the end of the season or the Islanders realized, look, if we don't get our crap together, we're going to miss the playoffs because they looked dead before the Rangers two games. And then when they played the Rangers, it was just like their season was on the line. And I don't know if that's a positive to look forward to, to the playoffs to realize, hey, they turned it on. Or was it that the Rangers just played poorly to wrap up the season? That is remember, 100%. Because remember, the Rangers positive. came in, yes. the Rangers came in red hot, like the hottest team in the league. That's what I'm trying to say, Will. Barry Trotz, when he needs his team to flip the switch, he can. Look, was the team not invested towards the end of the season? Probably. They already clinched a playoff spot. And, you know, they probably knew that it was pretty unlikely to surpass anybody not named Boston uh, in the Eastern Division. I think in regards to that game against the Rangers, yes. Did the Rangers not show up? They didn't show up. But Barry Trotz got his team to bring his A game. And I would be absolutely stunned if we don't see an A-plus game from the Islanders in every single game this series. I think Pittsburgh's been good. That's why I give them one win. Uh, But I take the Islanders in five. I really do. Yeah, this is hard for me. This is really, really hard for me. I don't want to base it off of what I saw at the end of the season because, look, after they beat the Rangers, they benched a couple of players. Barzell was benched. Clutterbuck was benched. Zajac was benched. Uh, Palmieri, Zajac, Wallstrom, they all took a seat to rest before the postseason began. And that's why I'm like, okay, but they did lose to Buffalo twice. So I don't really know. And, look, Semyon Varlamov, 
is going to probably be in goal game one, I'd, I'd assume. He finished with a 2.04 goals against average. The guy has seven shutouts. Look, you want to base it off goaltending. What team has the better goalie edge right now? I say it's the Islanders. I'd say um, it's the Islanders as well. Both and I think uh, the Islanders don't score many goals compared to Pittsburgh that's built on their offense. And in my opinion, sure, Tristan Jarry definitely turned it around towards the end of the season. But more times than not this season, there were questions marks asking, is Jari the real dude here, the real number one? And I think that's where I'm leaning here is we all knew Varlamov was the number one, but not until the very end of the season did we know Jari was their number one goalie. How do you know that's going to last in the postseason? I have no idea. I don't. Uh, and I, that's one of the main reasons why I took the Islanders uh, in this series. But, Will, I do have one important question for you. As an Islander fan, I want to know your take on this. Um, even though I'm taking the Islanders in this series, do you think – that the team last year in the bubble was better than the one this year going into this series against the Penguins. Cause I really think it's a shame that Anders Lee got injured because yeah. if Anders Lee is in this lineup. I might take him to the final. So do you think that Zajac and Palmieri outweighs what Anders Lee brings to the team? No, I don't. Um, Anders Lee was having a hell of a season. He was on pace to lead the team in goals. He was a big force in that locker room. And look, I would not be shocked if Andrews Lee is traveling with the team to Pittsburgh for game one. I think they want him with the team, just his energy that he brings. He's the captain of the team. And would I be shocked if he plays in a potential game seven? You never, never, never know. The Islanders have not said anything. All they said was he's out for the regular season and is being put on long-term IR. Essentially what that means is come playoff time, you don't have a salary cap. Right. Like the salary cap is non-existent. Get so Kucherov and Stamkos to come. With that being said, we don't know how long Andrews Lee is going to be out for. For all we know, he could be fully healthy. Yeah, I mean, a torn ACL is nothing to uh, is nothing to slight at. But I, I'm just I'm just thinking the overall picture. I just I like the Islanders. I like the Islanders team. And you, you know what? It's it's really incredible because last year. In the bubble, I finally got hockey back. I saw the Rangers get swept by the Carolina Hurricanes. And all I wanted to see was somebody take down the Islanders. And from the beginning series against the Florida Panthers to the ending game six on Anthony Sorelli's overtime goal, I was just I was just so taken aback and so impressed by this team. It's really fun hockey to watch. Uh, and I think that they are going to go on a big run. That's why I do have them uh, going past Boston uh, and even into the semifinal round. But we'll get to that in just a moment. But, Will, I'm going to take the Islanders in five. What's your final take on this series? Gun to your head. What are you going to say? Penguins in six. Any further thoughts on that? Or I, I don't like going against my team, but I'm very, very concerned with how they played at the very end of the season. Well, there you have it, folks. I mean, if you, <laughs> if you placed a bet before this episode of the Penalty Box Podcast that Will, the Islanders fan, would take the Penguins, and Liam, the Rangers fan, would take the Islanders, uh, you can cash out now. But certainly an interesting choice. I respect your decision. You know, you got to understand when your team uh, is not in a great spot, uh, and to not have that bias uh, overtake your opinion, I think, is very And look, so I commend my, my mood could change after the first period of game one. Mm -hmm. um, but... As of right now, I'm seeing a team that's playing with a lot of confidence in the Pittsburgh Penguins. 
but I'm also seeing a team that is saying to themselves, you know what? We don't need to be the number two seed. We could beat anybody. And I like the confidence. I love the confidence. But they proved it. They proved it last year. They did. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And the one team in this division that they did not face last year in the bubble is the Boston Bruins. And what did the Islanders do to the Boston Bruins early on this season? Maybe things tailed off towards the end. They beat them five games in a row. But they had their number. They beat them five games in a row. Would it shock me if they did that again in the second round in the East Division? Absolutely not. Look, as an Islander fan, I would obviously I want them to win against Pittsburgh. I, I want them to go to the Stanley Cup, but right. I just don't know what team I'm getting. Look, Barry Trotz knows his team better than anybody knows his team, better than the players know themselves. I mean, that's how good of a coach Barry Trotz is. So he's not worried at all, which says a lot uh, about the team. And Barry Trotz said post game, he goes. The players know what I expect of them come game one. So maybe he's right. And look, this is a team that defied all the odds. In the first time they made the playoffs in the Barry Trotz, without John Tavares, they made the playoffs. They swept the Pittsburgh Penguins. The second time around, people said, sure, they'll beat Florida, but they're not beating Washington. What happened? They beat them in five games. Yeah, they sure, they upset Washington, but they're not going to defeat the Red Hot Philadelphia Flyers. What happened? They took them to seven games. By the way, every game that they played against Philly, they outplayed them regardless of what the score says. And then when they beat Philly, yeah, you know, Tampa's is at another level. I don't look at the Islanders game. Maybe I'll give them one game, but I don't think they win two games. What happens? They force overtime against Tampa and almost forces a series of signing game seven. So when people doubt against them, the Islanders do pretty well to defy all the odds. Therefore, I'm taking the Pittsburgh Penguins. Prove me wrong, Islanders. Let's see what happens. Well, you know what, Will? It's that reverse jinx mentality that you've tried to implement with the Yankees. <laughs> and it's worked on a couple of occasions. Yankees certainly playing a lot better baseball. And we'll get to that on the Big Apple Baseball podcast coming up right after uh, the penalty box. But, Will, uh, I commend uh, your decision uh, to take Pittsburgh. I am going to disagree with you, man. Uh, I can't stress it enough. Uh, Barry Trotz proved to me that he's the best coach in the NHL uh, last year in the bubble. And I think coaching uh, overcomes all talent, whether that's goaltending, defense, or offense. If your coaching is not there, if you get out coached in a series, nine times out of 10, you're going to lose that series. And look, I let's remember one thing. Barry Trotz is going to outcoach Mike Sullivan. Aside from the Washington Capitals, there's one opponent that Barry Trotz has faced almost every year in the postseason. That is is the Pittsburgh Penguins and Mike Sullivan. He may have gotten beat by them twice in a row, losing the Stanley Cup. However, I'm sure he knows a thing or two about their playoff success. Yeah, uh, he certainly does. And look, Barry Trotz, <laughs> and look, you know, you faced him in 2018 too, when you swept them, when you swept this team. And I, quite frankly, in my opinion, this is going to be unpopular. I think that the 2018 Penguins are better than the 2021 Penguins were. So take that for what you will. But anyway, we'll move on from the Islanders. Will, I'm disappointed that you're not going to take uh, the Islanders going any further, but I understand where you're coming from. Again, it's how well they played at the end of the regular season, and it wasn't great. But you know what? I think that they have the ability to turn it on like they did against the Rangers just a couple of weeks ago. But let's transition now to the second series in the East Division. It's the Washington Capitals, the number two seed, taking on number three seed, Boston Bruins. Will, I'll let you uh, give your take uh, first and foremost. Who wins this I- I don't think Washington is all that. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, 
by the way, Tom Wilson shouldn't be playing in the playoffs. So that's obviously a discussion that we already had on the podcast. But, you know, people want to have their disagreements, whatever it may be. Um, I, I won't get it. But look, Boston is a team that has really shocked me in a way. I thought they were done in the middle of the season. They were not playing great. When they got Taylor Hall, I'm like, what are they doing? But you can't pass up a second in Andres Bjork for a guy who won MVP a couple of years ago. And look, Taylor Hall has played great for the Boston Bruins. He scored more goals for Boston in less games than he scored with Buffalo the entire season. So that just goes to show you what a trade out of Buffalo could do. And Two, goals. Two goals for Taylor Hall in Buffalo. One was an empty netter. <laughs> <laughs> so so I like Boston in this series. Um, however, goaltending, 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 goaltending. Ilya Samsonov, Vitek Vanacek against Jeremy Swayman and Halak. Took a, took a, uh, Halak actually uh, is no longer with the Bruins. Um, well, he's really? on he's on the team, uh, but he had a fit after one of the games where the Bruins got you know destroyed. It might have been against the Rangers that last. No, that was Tukarask in that. But it was one of the games a couple of weeks ago, and he snapped his stick and just had a temper tantrum on the ice. So it's going to be number one, Tukarask, number two, Jeremy Swayman. I don't think Halak gets a start or even an appearance if they get blown out in the playoffs. And that's why I'm taking Washington in this series. Washington, okay. What has Tukarask showed us this season to say that he's back to his Vesna caliber level? Nothing, really. I don't think he's he, – he hasn't played a lot. Yeah, Tuka uh, – yeah, Boston, you know, especially after they clinched the playoff spot and, you know, Taylor Hall started lighting things up for them. Uh, they, you know, they've gone to Jeremy Swayman and given him the confidence and the reins kind of here. And Swayman's won a lot of games. Do I trust him in the playoffs? No, I don't. But, Will, I'm going to have to disagree. I'm going to take Boston in seven games. I think that this is going to be a very – close tight series but honestly you want to know what the difference is the difference for me is the goaltending and uh, that's really where I disagree with you I think that Tuka Rask has he had his best season no he has not is he going to retire at the end of the year most likely probably a 95 percent chance Tuka Rask has playing his last playoff run as a Bruin and if you look at it from the bigger picture this entire team wants to have a last run Bergeron, Marsham, Pasternak, Krejci is a free agent after the season. You don't think Taylor Hall wants to make an impact in the postseason? This team is hungry. This team is ready to give it one more kick at the can. I think it's going to be really close. Like I said, I have it going seven games. But I think Samsonov is shaky. And Samsonov's on the COVID list right now, by the way. So uh, his um, availability for game one of this series is in doubt. So that's a little bit interesting. If you have to, if you have to go with Vitek Vanacek and Craig Anderson as your one and two going into the series against Boston, I don't like Washington's chances. Uh, and the defense, I think that Washington has a pretty good defense, but Boston, they brought in Mike Riley. They have Grizzlick who stepped up on the blue line. Obviously, Chara coming back and facing his former team, that's going to be very emotional. This is going to be a very emotional, hard-hitting, high-scoring series. I think Boston's just going to out-edge them. I think Taylor Hall, for me, and Tukarask makes the difference here. And it's really incredible that I'm saying that Taylor Hall is a big catalyst for why I'm choosing the Boston Bruins, because I thought he was done. But he comes over to Boston, gets a center like David Krejci that he can work with, and he's lighting things up. But, Will, you said you're taking Washington. And how many games is that? Seven. Seven. Okay, so we both agree that the series is going to go seven games. So – 
Let's move on to the West Division Before now. Before we do that, Liam, yeah. why don't we take a refresher in the playoffs? So let's talk about the New York Rangers. Um, they fired David Quinn. They're interviewing Gerard Gallant. What is your ideal choice here for the Rangers? Well, you know, uh, obviously, I've, I said on the uh, penalty box, we had uh, Shades come on and join us to talk about the Jeff Gordon and John Davidson firing, that you can't fire the president and the general manager without firing the coach. If James Dolan wanted to come out and say, look, the product on the ice is not good enough, that's fine. But you can't look at the coach in that same sentence and say, hey, I want to keep you. So I think that he made the right decision axing David Quinn. I think Quinn was a decent coach for the Rangers. I think he's a better college hockey coach than he is a national hockey coach. If he could get any college job he wants. Yes, and I'll get to David Quinn in just a second because I have a prediction on where he's going to end up next. Actually, I'll just say right now, I think that David Quinn is going to be the next head coach. Ready for this? Maybe not this year, maybe next year. I think he's going to be the next head coach of the Buffalo Sabres, and I think that he last coached Jack Eichel at Boston College, and if they want Eichel to stay... Boston University. Boston University. I'm sorry, I got that mixed up. If you want Eichel to stay... Then reignite, you know, reignite him with his, uh, with his former coach. But somebody said on Twitter, Liam, the yeah. Sabers would hire JD, who would hire Jeff Gorton, who would Larry hire. Larry Brooks said that, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Larry Brooks is an interesting character, but I agree with them. You know, look, David Quinn, Jeff Gordon, and John Davidson in each of their roles, uh, they can be very effective. I thought John Davidson was a great president. Jeff Gordon, he had his ups and downs, but you know what? He brought a Norris Trophy caliber defenseman at Adam Fox to this team for a second and third round pick. So I will never uh, be upset at what Jeff Gordon brought to this team. He was a great GM while he was here for the last seven years and really uh, kickstarted the rebuild in an excellent manner. But to address who is going to be the next head coach of the New York Rangers. I think that they're looking for experience. I have to disagree with Nick uh, on Twitter. Uh, he said that it's probably going to be uh, Jim Montgomery. I don't think it's going to be Jim Montgomery. I don't think that they want to go the college route again. Obviously, Montgomery had success with the Dallas Stars, um, but he coached at Denver University, and I don't think that that's in uh, you know an area that the Rangers want to delve into again. So I think Gerard Gallant is number one. I think they're going to plan to interview him, but I think there's a long list of candidates that they're going to look at uh, as well. I think that Bruce Boudreaux is on the list. I think that John Tortorella is on the list. Uh, and I think that the Rangers have a bunch of choices to make, but if they walk out of this with Gerard Gallant as their new head coach, the last time we saw Gallant was with the Vegas Golden Knights in 2019, after he brought his team, his first year team to the Stanley cup final, which is very, uh, incredible in 2018. So look, I think if the Rangers end up with Gallant, it's definitely a win. I know a lot of Ranger fans are up in arms over the idea of John Tortorella making a return. Quite frankly, I wouldn't hate that either. Larry Brooks would hate it. Um, yeah, Larry, Larry Brooks would hate it. But you know what? We're, <laughs> I don't think James Dolan is trying to appease uh, Larry Brooks. But uh, if we get more of those uh, post-game interview sound bites, that would be great to watch. Let's go on, Liam, to the West Division because this is where I have my upsets. Um as you know, my love affair with the Minnesota Wild, um, you know, you already know who I'm picking. But before we get to that, right. Colorado, St. Louis, this is a very interesting series. Um, both of these have question at goalie. Grubauer and Bennington is certainly not the level he was when he won the Stanley Cup. Therefore, I am taking Colorado in four. Um, I don't think St. Louis stands a chance, to be quite honest with you. 
I think it's going to be a little bit closer than four. I think I'm going to take Colorado in five. I'm going to give St. Louis a win. Uh, but I think the Avalanche are ready, and they are very disappointed in losing to a team in the conference finals in the Dallas Stars that failed to make the playoffs the next season. So they have a chip on their shoulder. They are ready to go, and they have – you look up and down the lineup, they are a complete team. And, Will, I don't even think it's a question. I like Philip Grubauer over Jordan Bennington, and I realistically think that Philip Grubauer can lead the Colorado Avalanche to a Stanley Cup. And that's a sentence that I don't think I would have said uh, two years ago, but he certainly proved something to me in last year's playoffs uh, and this year as well. So I'm going to take Colorado in five games. But, Will – Let's Before we get to that, I just have one more yeah. question. I forgot to ask you too about the Rangers. Yeah. Rory and Capuano are very close. No. He picked them to be the no. coach of the United States team. No. Do you think there's any correlation there with Capuano? No. No. Sorry. I'm not interested in the Islanders' garbage. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. He was – I'm he was sorry. Good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm about as interested in Jack Capuano as the next Rangers head coach as I am in Doug Waite being the next Rangers head coach. So there's that. Let's, let's move on to Vegas and Minnesota. Yeah. I have Minnesota in seven games. I think you're crazy. I think you're crazy. Nobody picked them to go to the playoffs this year except for me. No analyst picked Minnesota. So I think, I, I think you're crazy. I, I don't know. I mean – I took Vegas in six games. Uh, I don't see – look, Minnesota's got a great team. They're dynamic. They're built well from the blue line with Spurgeon. Uh, excuse me. Wanted to, my email wanted to pop up. Uh, they're certainly ready to go with uh, their – oh, my gosh. Hold on a minute. Uh, with their defense and goaltending. So I think that they'll be uh, certainly all right, and they'll be able to win a couple of series uh, moving forward here. But I think, uh, I think you're overestimating a little bit the Minnesota wild. I think that they're good, but I don't think Cam Talbot is going to be able to offset that firepower that the Vegas golden Knights offense brings. I mean, what's your reasoning for choosing Minnesota other than your love affair with them? Um, to be quite honest with you, I think Kirill Kaprizov just took that league by storm. Um, and I think they have a lot to prove. Not many people chose them to go to the playoffs they got to the playoffs. Now, people thought that they were going to be less than a four seed. They were higher than a four seed. People said they don't have a chance to get Vegas. I think they want to prove something. I, I really, really do. Their defense is very underrated. Jonas Brodeen, Jared Spurgeon, Ryan Suter. I think they have a lot there. I really, really do. Um, but I was shocked if Vegas wins. No, of course not. But call me crazy. I'm taking Minnesota in seven games. I call you crazy a little bit, but you know what? Minnesota has defied the odds the entire season this year. Uh, and it would certainly be quite a story of Kirill Kaprizov uh, can lead them to an upset over the Vegas Golden Knights. But I look at Vegas, Will, and I look at all areas of their team. They got the best goaltending in the playoffs, number one and number two, in Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury. Fleury's been so good that he's overtaken the number one spot. That's really incredible. Uh, the defense, they just added Alex Petrangelo. What else do you want this team to do uh, to make them a perennial Stanley Cup contender? Uh, Mark Stone obviously got acquired a couple of years ago, signed a big extension with the Golden Knights. He's the best two-way player in hockey, maybe outside of Patrice Bergeron. Uh, Max Pacioretty's been good. Riley Smith has been good. Jonathan Marcheseau have been godsends for this team. I just think that Vegas is such a complete team. I just don't see them getting upset in the first round, but 
Here's what I will say, Will. I will play devil's advocate. I said that exact same spiel about the Tampa Bay Lightning in 2018, and they got swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's why we all love hockey. Anything can truly happen. So, look, I think it's unlikely that Minnesota wins this series in seven games, but I'll give them a chance. I think that Vegas is going to win this in six, uh, and, and Minnesota is going to win a couple games along the way there. So. Carolina, Nashville, to me, I'm like, I got my Nashville Predator T-shirt on, but that's not who I'm taking. I saw that at the beginning of the show. Got in, a little peculiar. In, in this, believe it or not, I'm taking the Carolina Hurricanes and I'm taking them in six games. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think what they've done this season is truly incredible. Um, nobody thought they were going to be the number one seed. Everybody thought Florida, maybe Tampa. Tampa's a three, which is shocking to me. Um, goaltending is where it's, it's going to come down to. Pecorine, I don't like anymore. I mean, he's getting a lot older. You Soros is there. But I think Peter Morazic has played really, really well with James Reimer. And I think Carolina has the best defense out of this group right here in the Central Division. Brett Pesci, Jacob Slavin, I think it's just too good to to rule out. So I'm taking Carolina in six games. I think Carolina might have the best defense in the entire playoffs of any team Mm -hmm. in the playoffs. When you combine Dougie Hamilton and Jacob Slavin, that might be the best pair in the entire National Hockey League. That is how good they are. Uh, I'm taking Carolina in five, uh, and it was really a question for me whether to take Carolina in five or Carolina in four. Uh, I think that they're absolutely going to run over Nashville. I'm very proud of what the Hurricanes have been able to do. Look, I think when your team loses to another team in a, in a fashion where you get swept, you have a newfound respect for them. And after Carolina took out the Rangers so easily last year in the bubble, I have a newfound respect for the hurricanes and I understand truly how good they are uh, both defensively and offensively, man, Andre Svechnikov might be my favorite player in the entire NHL had a little bit of a drop off this year, but I think this kid is going to be absolutely brilliant uh, in the years to come. He's going to be one of the top, uh, wingers in the entire NHL. And if you look past the first line, if you look past Sebastian Ajo and Andrei Svetsnikov, what do they have in their bottom six? They have a lot of key pieces. Jesper Fast, who was on the Rangers the last few years. I know how important he can be to a team's bottom six, especially in the postseason. So I love Carolina. I think that they are going to make a huge run. We'll get to it when we get to the second round. But, Will, let's run through our final first-round series, and then we'll get into the innards here uh, of this bracket. But the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, Will, Florida's the number two seed. Tampa Bay's the number three seed. And this series is opening up at the BB&T Center in Sunrise, Florida, not at Amelie Arena in Tampa Bay. Well, Florida and their 14 fans – um, because when well, they play- fans, the Florida Panthers or the Tampa Bay Rays, just curious. That's, that's a tough one. Because <laughs> when Florida played the Islanders in the postseason in 2014, they couldn't sell the place out, which was embarrassing in my opinion. So that that them and their 14 fans could could sell the place out for all I care. Go We're not for- trying to isolate Florida Panthers fans here, by the way. No cause uh, havoc over there. Um, yes. no, I I. I think Florida being a number two seed certainly helps in, in, in their case to throw off Tampa. And, and, and I think they do throw off Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa has not shown me that they are Stanley Cup champions again after their Stanley Cup that they won. I mean, they're the number three seed. Florida has played terrific hockey, especially against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And they know each other so well. So they're both in the Atlantic Division compared to Carolina and Nashville that are not. One of them's in the Western Conference, and they're all now playing in the Central. So I think Florida's going to have the number. However, is it going to be Bobrovsky 
or Chris Drieger game one. I don't know what you do here. And that's where I would not be shocked that Tampa Bay wins. However, I'm taking Florida in six games. Yeah, uh, I think this series is going to be a dogfight. And, Will, there's no denying how well the Panthers have played, not only in the Central Division, but against Tampa Bay as a whole. And just breaking this, breaking this down, look, Tampa Bay is getting two huge pieces back that they did not have in the stretch run in Nikita Kucherov and Steven Stamkos. That changes the power play dramatically. And my question is, can Florida make that adjustment uh, to where they are able to hone in on the star players of the Lightning, like Kucherov, like Stamkos, when they come back into the lineup for game one? I believe John Cooper said that most likely both players are going to be in. So Florida better be ready. And what I mean by that is the defense and the goaltending and the goaltending for me is just not there with the Florida Panthers. I just don't have faith in Sergei Bobrovsky taking a series from the high powered offense of the Tampa Bay lightning. And I like Chris Drieger. Chris Drieger has been a great story for the Panthers. I don't think they have the firepower uh, to beat Tampa Bay. I think that Tampa Bay getting their two best players back are going to be ready and poised uh, to make another run uh, towards the Stanley cup final. And I think they look really good. And I think that that three seed, can be a little bit deceiving because one, two, and three in this division were completely up for grabs in the final two weeks of the season. So that could have played out in any sort of way. It just happened to end up that the Panthers got hot at the right time at the end of the year, beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, and got uh, that home ice advantage. But I'm going to take Tampa Bay here in seven games. I think Florida pushes them hard. Uh, but again, Will, it's what have you done for me lately? And the last time I saw the Panthers in a playoff format, they got beat pretty handily by the Islanders. So, Will, that finishes up the first-round series. Let's get into the innards before we end the show here. Let's go to the North Division. We both took Toronto and Winnipeg. Who do you have coming out of the North in that series, if that's what transpires? Hmm. I took Montreal. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I, you took Montreal. Okay. I believe, yeah. Um, I'm going to take the Winnipeg Jets. Okay. If it all transpires. Right, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, for me, uh, I got to go with the number one seed. I got to go with the Maple Leafs. Uh, like I said before, they proved this entire 56-game season, every single game that they're the best team in the North. And I don't think that changes in the playoffs. But, again, Will, what have you done for me lately? Last time I saw Toronto in the playoffs, they got beaten five games by the Columbus Blue Jackets in the bubble. And, you know, obviously they failed to beat the Boston Bruins at every single angle. So, Will – on record, having the Winnipeg Jets coming out of the North Division, number three seed, uh, I'm going to take the Toronto Maple Leafs. Will, let's transition now to the East Division. You had the Pittsburgh Penguins over the Islanders, and you had the Washington Capitals in seven games over the Boston Bruins. So a completely different matchup than what I had. I'm taking Washington out of the East. Okay. Okay. Any reason for that? Or... Oh, over Pittsburgh? Because, yeah. look, that's a series we've seen a ton. Yep. You know, so I just don't know if the Islanders are the Islanders that played against the Rangers or the Islanders that played against Buffalo. And if it's the team that played against Buffalo, well, they're in for a rude awakening come Sunday. But I will hold off on my hot takes until the postseason. Yeah, certainly. Um, for me, I had the Islanders and Boston, as you can see on my screen, for those watching on YouTube. Uh, I took the Islanders here over Boston. And then how many games am I going to take them? 
probably six or seven games, but I think that the Islanders are a very complete team, uh, and I think that they are going to be able to take down Boston. They have a better defense, and Barry Trotz gets his team to play, uh, you know, when they need to, and I think having Anders Lee possibly, and we mentioned at the start of the show, possibly back for a second-round series or even a third-round series, um, I think that will play a big catalyst, whether he is injured or not, or just a locker room presence. But that's where I see things going. So Will has the Capitals out of the East. I have the Islanders uh, out of the East. Um, let's move on now to the West. Second round series. Will, you had Minnesota over Vegas, uh, and you had Colorado over St. Louis. Are you going to yeah. take the Wild no. in the round? I, I, I think Colorado is the best team in the West Division, and that's not even close. Yeah. I think this is a, the obvious no-brainer. Obviously, the North and the East, there's some reasons to change. Same thing in the Central with Tampa and Florida. But I think in the West, it's kind of obvious who it's going to be. It's Colorado. Right. And for me, I had Colorado and Vegas, number one and number two, going up against each other. And look, uh, that, this was hard for me, admittedly. Because look, I like Vegas. I like their team. I think that they are very strong. They are very complete but I'm going to take Colorado. I took Colorado last year to go to the Stanley Cup final against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, spoiler alert, that's not going to change. Uh, and I certainly want to be on the right side of the predictions once Colorado reaches that apex. I agree with you. They're the best team uh, in the West Division, uh, and I see them coming out. But, Will, let's move on now. Carolina, Tampa Bay. You actually had Florida, so we'll go through your picks first. Carolina versus Florida. Who do you like in that series and why? Taking the Carolina Hurricanes, I just think that they're they they really proved that they are the best team here, and I think their defense is just far 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 from being matched in the NHL. Far from being matched with the Florida Panthers as well. And to finish things up, I had Carolina going up against the Tampa Bay Lightning in this series, and this is really tough for me because I really wanted to take Carolina, but you know what, Will? What it really came down to for me is that Peter Morazic is going to be in that, and I just don't have faith in him being able to stop the high-powered offense uh, of Tampa Bay Lightning, much the issue that I had uh, with Sergei Bobrovsky. So we will certainly see. I'm on record, so I got Toronto, Islanders, Colorado, and Tampa Bay. Will has Winnipeg, Washington, Colorado, and Carolina, and we'll hold off on the semifinal selections just for a little bit until we get to the next round. But game one starts on Sunday, the Islanders uh, and the Pittsburgh Penguins Sunday, excuse me, Islanders at the and, uh, and the Penguins 12 PM noon. I believe that is the first game of the playoffs. Is that right? What's funny is yet. Yeah, uh, no Saturday uh, tomorrow game one, Washington, Boston. Liam, what's so funny is that because of the uh, look, it's not funny that Vancouver got COVID, but, they're going to be playing four games in five nights, meaningless hockey. When game one, game two are happening throughout the rest of the National Hockey League. Yeah, well, uh, I certainly agree with you. I do. I mean, I mean yeah. what do you think is going through the mind of the players of Vancouver? They're like this. <laughs> well, I mean, I personally don't think, you know, Cal Calgary and Vancouver, I believe, are both mathematically eliminated at yep. this point. I know Calgary was holding out hope just a little bit this past week, but there's no reason to play these games, uh, no. quite frankly. Uh, the fact that you're having a regular season meaningless game uh, at the same day where you have Stanley Cup playoff games, that is certainly unprecedented. Uh, and for a team that's coming off COVID-19, it may not be uh, well prepared uh, for a big time 60 minute game. 
I don't really think it's a great idea, but hey, that's the uh, that's where Gary Bettman decided to go through. And look, because of that, the North Division is going to start a week later. Uh, so we'll see uh, if that plays any dividends for Maple Leafs fans or Canadians fans or Oilers fans or Jets fans listening. I'm sorry you have to wait an extra week, but you know what? You have some very fun hockey uh, to watch uh, in the other series around the NHL. But Will, any final thoughts here? I really want to know my last question for you. One to ten. What is your confidence in game one in Pittsburgh on Sunday at noon? Do you think that they can pull out a game one victory? I'm at a five. One to five is they're the team that beat the Rangers. Six to ten is they're the team that lost to the Buffalo Sabres. I have no idea what team's going to show up on Sunday. Not one clue. Right. I mean, I have a little and bit. Look, of- sometimes this works in favor of those teams. It does. It does. And their last game was Saturday, M- Monday. The last game was Monday. So they're going to have six days to get it together. They're good. They were tired. They're going to get their rest and they're going to be good to go. Yeah, they're going to be good to go. And I have faith in Barry Trotz that he's going to be able to outcoach Mike Sullivan, but we went all through that. Here are our picks for those watching on YouTube. I just spelled them out for you uh, for those listening on Apple Podcasts uh, or Spotify. But thank you so much for listening for this episode of the Penalty Box Podcast. Until next time, Will Peshek and Liam Godimer uh, on the Penalty Box. We are going to break down everything that went down uh, with the first round series coming up next week.